1: Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for When You Care Enough to Send the Very Best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics. Felling in for Philip Neyman
2: this week from the California Rifle Pistol Association, Rick Travis. Welcome to The Firing Line Radio Show. My name is Rick Travis. I'm the program's director for the California Rifle Pistol Association, and I'm filling in for Phil Naiman, your normal host here at Firing Line Radio. And today's show is going to be exciting as we talk about litigation and legal strategy here in California and what the National Rifle Association and the California Rifle Pistol Association are doing to fight for your rights, not just in a reactive but in a proactive manner. We'll also look at local grassroots in today's show, events and what is happening in the youth in the next generation movement and finally we'll finish with a report directly from the capitol on what we can expect as gun owners here in the inland empire but first with me this morning is sean brady attorney with michelle and associates to talk about the legal strategies of the national rifle association the california rifle pistol association good morning sean
3: morning rick
2: thanks for having me wonderful so how is the landscape changing in 2017 to be different from previous years because so many gun owners are discouraged with what they see as a lack of initiative and i know from conversations with you that the national rifle association and the california rifle pistol association are pushing forward and doing a lot more what can you tell us about that changing landscape and what they're doing
3: Sure. Well, uh, the reality is I think there's a, a little bit of a misconception that, you know, nothing was being done previously. The uh, NRA and CRPA have been involved in pushing back uh, against uh, these, these gun laws for quite some time now. Um, you know, even before the Heller decision, there, were, uh, there was the case of Fiscal v. San Francisco, where uh, San Francisco banned the possession of handguns. NRA and CRPA fought against that and prevailed uh actually got a, a a favorable ruling overturning that uh under preemption grounds not second amendment grounds uh but uh it was a win nonetheless and actually got a check for around a half a million bucks from from the city of San Francisco so um, you know that was 2008 or 9 I'm I'm uh, terrible with years but so this, this is nothing new and between that time and now uh, you know there was the the fight against the original ammunition uh, regulation scheme AB 962, which uh, the Parker case. Uh, you know we, that was 2011, 2010 or 11. Uh, oh, it was going to go into effect in 2011, passed in 2010. And uh, you know our office, on behalf of NRA and TRPA, filed a lawsuit challenging uh, that ammunition restriction scheme. Uh, and we prevailed at the lower court, at the appellate court. The DOJ wanted to take it to the Supreme Court, um, and we were all briefed there uh, and uh, ready to go when this latest um, barrage of gun laws came down, what's been dubbed "gun uh, Gunmageddon, and uh, Proposition 63 uh, you know, took away our wins, basically. Um, and uh, we'll be asking for our attorney's fees in that case, by the way. Uh, But just to put things into perspective, we would have had ammunition registration and all this bad stuff since 2011, um, and because of NRA and CRPA efforts, we've uh, defeated that or we we, uh, stopped that from going into effect for eight years, because the the meat of that ammunition stuff just passed last year won't go into effect until 2019. So we had eight years of not having to register ammo, being able to buy online because of NRA and CRPA efforts. Now. Segueing into uh, gun and Proposition sixty three, where we're at now, I think uh, people feel that there needs to be a, a bigger step up and pushback uh, in light of the the antis, uh, you know, raising the, raising the specter with Gunmageddon and, and Proposition sixty three, and that is exactly what's happening. Um, you know, there there will be challenges to several aspects of. The, those laws, uh, you know, including the assault weapon ban, uh, the uh, or so-called assault weapon. I'm sorry, you couldn't see my air quotes over the radio. Right? <laughs> um, you know, uh, the so-called large capacity magazine ban, um, and and the ammunition uh, restrictions. So, there will definitely there's a there, there's a strategic plan to push back on this in the courts uh, and at the regulatory level. Don't forget that the Department of Justice has been tasked with. Uh, creating regulations to implement these new laws, and so far it has been a disaster. They, they've they put out a, a set of proposed regulations on the magazine's on Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, which was a Friday, and I recall that because uh, that made me have to stay in the office on a Friday before Christmas Eve, analyzing those uh, regulations and uh, determining how we were going to push back. Uh, not just me, uh, you know, Joe Silvoso, who you know from our office was was uh, had the displeasure of uh, that that honor of reviewing those regulations, and we we called the DOJ out on on their uh, uh, you know miss you know, misapplication of the law and, and power grab, if you will. They, they basically just tried to ramrod these magazine uh, regulations as emergency regulations. And we, we pointed out to the OAL, the, the Office of Administrative Law, uh, which is tasked with uh, uh, publishing these regulations, that th- this was not an appropriate use of the emergency process. And they agreed. The DOJ pulled those regulations. Not two weeks later... DOJ comes out with so-called assault weapon regulations, uh, proposed assault weapon regulations for the registration scheme, and they just throw the kitchen sink in there about everything they've ever wanted uh, in regulating assault weapons. And again, the NRA and CRPA had our office uh, uh, draft a letter, uh, a litigation demand letter, telling them that they have no authority to to adopt such regulations. And again, they balked and withdrew the regulations. and now we're in waiting mode seeing you know if they're going to actually uh, comply with the law and do what they're supposed to do or if we're going to have to smack them again uh but we are definitely prepared uh you know a lawsuit was ready to go against the assault weapon regulations uh you know i i we had it ready to go and and they at the 11th hour backed down so uh we didn't have to file it which is a good thing um you know the the, the goal is not to have to file litigation it is to uh get our way uh, the easiest way possible. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes litigation is necessary. Um, but, you know, we, we uh, uh, do things to avoid litigation at, at every phase, uh, make clear to the opposing side that they should take an out instead of getting sued. And as you can see, the DOJ has taken us up on that uh, offer twice now, as have uh, multiple cities um, through the – NRA CRPA's uh, local action project which is you know basically a, a venture between NRA and CRPA to uh, monitor local gun laws cities and at the city and county level and weigh in and tell these cities and counties who are oftentimes being you know whispered to behind the scenes by uh by the anti-gun movement, you know, the, the, the gun band lobby saying, hey, here's here's a package of laws that you could pass to your city, and you get these ambitious politicians who uh, want their name out in the paper saying that, you know, they're doing something to be tough on crime and cut down on gun violence. Uh, you know, the irony is a lot of these are in uh, uh, Bay Area cities that have, like, zero violence, <laughs> 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 or, or zero gun stores, for that matter, or one, one gun store. So. You know, the NRA and CRPA has pushed back and made clear to these cities that uh, if they want to play this game, they're stepping into uh, the, the big leagues, um, and they're they're not above being sued. I mean, NRA and CRPA sued Sunnyvale uh, a few years ago over their magazine ban. Unfortunately, that law is now or that case is now moot because the state passed uh, a, a similar magazine ban, so we're going to have to go after the state ban, uh, which will be happening um but you know we've also sued um uh, uh other cities including San Francisco, LA um so the the, the message is out there you know that uh, uh you don't want you don't want to get sued um and a lot of cities take the option to uh fold under pressure uh, but for the NRNCRP efforts in that regard i think that there would be a lot more cities with a lot more uh laws so
2: Thank you, Sean. And we have just a couple minutes left in this segment. Can you tell us where we're at with the Peruda case and CCWs in the Supreme Court?
3: Sure. So um, as I'm sure everybody knows, the, the Peruda case was a lawsuit filed against the San Diego sheriff uh, for having a more strict good cause policy. Our position was that uh, all sheriffs can have a, a CCW scheme Uh, But they cannot require that you show more than a desire for self-defense to qualify under the good cause criterion for for a concealed weapons permit. Uh, We lost at the lower court. We prevailed at the first level of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals with a three-judge panel. And then an 11-judge en banc panel took away our win, saying that there's no right to concealed carry, of course. We were not making that argument. We were simply saying we're entitled to carry in the manner that California provides. They dodged that issue. So – uh, we have petitioned the U.S. Supreme Court to review that case. Um, the the, uh, uh, the petition has been filed, and believe it or not, for the first time, I think, in history, the government did not ask for an extension um, and instead filed their opposition brief uh, on time, and I think that... Probably has something to do with the makeup of the Supreme Court. They probably don't want to waste time and and uh, get uh, Justice Gorsuch, uh, well, hope to be Justice Gorsuch on on uh, on the bench um, before the Pruder case is heard. Uh, who you know, by the way, just a side note. Uh, if anybody doubts the value of the NRA, all they need all they need to, they need to uh, think about is two words, Justice Gorsuch. That's, that's all you need to know to support the NRA, <clears throat> despite all the other stuff I just said. Um, so uh, the, there will be a, a reply brief filed this week in the prudent matter, and um, then we will wait and see if the, if the Supreme Court takes it. But even if they don't, NRA and CRPA have a uh, backup case in the pipeline already uh, filed against the state of California, challenging all of California's carry laws. If the Ninth Circuit says that we can't just challenge uh, the concealed weapon permit law, then we're going to challenge all laws, and that's exactly what we did in the Flanagan v. Harris case. Um, So uh, this is not over, and uh, the NRA and CRPA certainly have not let up on
4: this issue.
2: Thank you very much, Sean. This is the Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back.
4: A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside.
5: If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate
4: yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at BullseyeSport.com. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951- 823
1: Pull! the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by bullseye sports in
2: riverside and cutting-edge bullets for when you care enough to send the very best welcome back to the firing line radio show my name is rick travis and i'm the program's director for the california rifle pistol association filling in for phil name If you're a regular listener of the Firing Line radio show, you know each week the conversations about the latest in firearms, hunting, and the gun rights afforded all Americans under the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. And you should know by now that Phil's faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been the Firing Line's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. You've heard Phil talk about the Firing Line Gun of the Month Challenge, created in response to anti-gun legislation, and SACRA. Demento. Bullseye Sport is one of the establishments participating in the challenge. Each month there's a special offer on a firearm. The March Gun of the Month is a Springfield XD 9mm 10 round capacity magazine for $429.99. Plus there's a manufacturer rebate which includes a four magazine holster and mag holder. Call the store for more information 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, where the Inlet Empire gets its guns and ammo, 951-823-0211. That's 951-823-0211. And with me is Chuck Michelle, attorney with Michelle & Associates and the president of the California Rifle Pris- uh, Pistol Association. Chuck, welcome to the Firing Line Radio Show.
6: Thanks, Rick. Good morning. Good Afternoon, morning. Whatever time it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you about the local grassroots that is happening here in California in response to Gunmageddon last year.
6: Well, in, in response to that and Prop 63, yeah, we learned a lot of valuable lessons from fighting those uh, those that initiative and those bills. Uh, and uh, one of those is, one of the primary ones is, Money alone is not going to do it. Uh, we're up against uh, Bloomberg and, and all of the billionaire uh, gun banners club, and uh, they are very interested in putting their money into trying to minimize civilian uh, the the ability of civilians to to choose to own a gun to defend themselves or their families. They want to ban it from as many places. Prohibit as many people from having as many different types of guns from as many different places as they possibly can, and that's really what Prop 63 and Gun McGeddon, that set of bills, was all about. Uh, so what it comes down to is the 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 way that we can take back the state of California from uh, the gun ban lobby, the way that we can restore the right to keep and bear arms in California is through grassroots empowerment. We need people to engage. There's something like eight to twelve million gun owners in the state of California. If I, if we had a million of those gun owners engaged as grassroots volunteers, not full time, but mind you, just, just sort of let CRPA and NRA know that you're available to do whatever it is that you enjoy doing. You can be a range safety officer. You can be a campaign worker. You can be a uh, 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 shooting events promoter. Uh, there's, there's, there's dozens of different ways that you can serve the cause and become part of the movement uh, to restore the right to keep and bear arms in California. Uh, So toward that end, the CRPA is working with NRA to form a coalition of local gun owners in each county. Uh, This will include all the existing groups in the county, the gun stores in the county, uh, gun ranges in the county, and, and as many gun owners in the county as we can get, uh, as well as the NRA, existing NRA members councils that exist in a lot of those counties, so working together, uh, we're hopefully local coalitions can really get more and more people engaged, involved, informed, and 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 making a difference to take back the Second Amendment in California and uh, and knock back some of these uh, uh, ridiculous laws, and and also. Fight more now at the local level. We'll be involved in any, you know, I'll be involved in a dog catchers race if uh, if uh, there's a a reason to. Uh, So we're we're looking to be involved. We've always been involved in a number of different local races, but now we're looking to be involved in more of those races.
2: Chuck, why is it so important for the anti's to march this incredible battle against us in California? Because I get asked all the time by gun owners. Why are they always picking on California? They don't pick on Texas. They don't pick on Arizona, but they always want to come after us.
6: Well, because they can. I mean, the demographics and and the California politics and the, and the domination of the, those politics in for the last ten or fifteen years by uh, not, I, I wouldn't. It's not. It's not so easy to just label them Democrats. They're 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 folks who believe in big government, statists, uh, whatever you want to call them. Uh, there are there are still you know the Central Valley Blue Dog Democrats that believe in the right to keep and bear arms, but the democratic platform now in the state of California has become an extremist uh, platform we 're basically the the outlier uh, philosophically from the rest of the country now that 's something we 've seen in their, in the way California is posturing to the legislature is posturing to be the you know the anti trump they want to oppose anything that Trump tries to do. Uh, so uh they had hoped the gun ban lobby had hoped that the California model would go across the country they've been very deliberately attempting to do that they they passed these laws here the, the law firm basically for the gun ban lobby is in San Francisco and they come up with these model laws they push them in in California where the the democratic leadership uh uh is thrilled to you know they never met a gun law they didn't like gun ban law they didn't like They'll pass anything, so they they uh, jump on it, and then they say, "Well, look how smart California is to all the other states. You other states should adopt this too." And uh, you look at Chicago and D.C. and some of the states that are, or some of the areas that are similar in their in the California mindset, uh, and and they'll jump on it. But thankfully, because of Trump's election, uh, their efforts to get these things passed at the federal level, where the country would be. A law would affect the country in one fell swoop across the entire nation. Those have really been put to a stop, and now that we've got Trump in office, who's appointing pro-pro Second Amendment uh, justices to the to the United States Supreme Court, we're hopeful that we'll be able to set things straight in the Supreme Court and get a lot of the laws that have been passed uh, at the be- in California at the be- or at the behest of the California legislature and other places overturned uh, in court.
2: Would you agree that the reason Eric Holder was sent here was as a last ditch attempt to try to stop Trump's movement into California? Uh,
6: yes, uh, in a nutshell, the answer to that question is yes. Holder was hired by the California legislature to fight against anything that Trump tries to do. Now, this is not just firearms and the second amendment. This is a lot of this is immigration and, uh, uh, he, they, they definitely wanted someone with the inside information about what was going on inside the Obama administration and in Washington, D.C., so they could use that inside knowledge against Trump and the Trump administration.
2: So now would be the time for anybody that's been sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out if they should jump into this fight as a gun owner or should they just wait by the wayside and see what happens you would agree that now is the time that everybody, whether you're the guy who just bought a gun to protect himself and it sits in the nightstand and you haven't taken it out in a couple of years or longer, or you're all the way at the other end of the spectrum, you're out doing the three gun competitions, that now's the time to put your feet on the ground and start fighting back.
6: I couldn't have said it better. Uh, the uh, The reality is that every gun is at risk, whether you just have that that six gun in your bedside stand. Uh, uh, or you're an avid sport shooter or hunter or uh, 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 prepper or whatever, whatever your needs are, um, they don't want you to have that choice. They want to limit your ability to own uh, to particular types of fire. They want to eliminate, they they, they went for civil, civilian disarmament. They would have preferred that no civilian could have a gun at all. Thankfully, the Heller case, at least for now, has protected at least, some degree of the right to keep and bear some arms, uh and and hopefully it protects a lot more and will be confirmed by the Supreme Court that it protects a lot more. But folks can't you can't you get the government that you deserve. If you're not engaged and you're not involved and you're thinking that well they're just gonna go after the black rifles or they're just gonna go after, you know, uh some class of firearm that I don't have to worry about or some class of person that I don't fall into you're wrong. They're, you will eventually. They will be coming for you eventually, and your gun eventually, if you don't stop them. So, I hope that that, that the bills that were passed last session as part of Gun Mageddon and the things that Gavin Newsom pushed as Prop 63, so he could bolster his chances in the governor's race. I, I hope that shows how how far they're willing to go. That's not even their end game, but at least that's woke a lot a lot of people up to just how extreme the anti gun owner agenda is and how far willing uh, and how uh, willing politicians are uh, to push that agenda uh, you know it's, it's uh, learn the lessons uh, of that now or we'll be paying the price for uh, uh, of civilian disarmament for for decades
2: okay Chuck i'm going to ask you to stay on the line with us as we move into the next segment to talk about how local gun owners can get involved in this movement here in the Inland Empire specifically. This has been the Firing Line Radio, and we'll be right back.
1: the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by the riverside indoor shooting range
2: by evolution sports in redlands and ccw safe welcome back to the firing line radio show this is rick travis your guest host filling in for phil namen and with us still is chuck michelle president of the california rifle pistol association and we're continuing our talk on what you can do as a local grassroots activist for the second amendment fight here in california Chuck, I understand you have something coming up at Bass Pro and Rancho Cucamonga this month that people here in the Inland Empire would want to know about.
6: Absolutely. We're doing these county-by-county county coalition of gun, local gun owner meetings. We've had a great one in Orange County. We've had one in Ventura County. And now we're launching in San Bernardino. We'll be at the Bass Pro in Rancho Cucamonga on March 21st from 6.30 till 9, uh, till nine or so. We'll stay as long as people want us to. Believe me, we've had about a hundred people turning out at each of these meetings and they have a lot of questions and they learn a lot uh... and uh... we'll we will be recruiting folks to do various things in each county be, be a chair of the local uh, chapter so to speak um, and uh... it's a great opportunity to, for, for folks to come out and and learn about what NRA and CRPA and the NRA members councils do in california uh... now and what we're getting ready to do as we as we go forward in response to some of this uh, draconian laws that are being being uh, forced on us by the california legislature
2: and how would i get more information about that meeting
6: i think you can you can uh, go to the crpa.org website for one thing or send a contact email to contact at crpa.org and we'll send you all the details
2: thank you very much chuck also with us today is sarah barrett Who is the events manager at the California Rifle Pistol Association? I have Sarah on today because many people here in the Inland Empire don't realize how many events are taking place. They're sponsored by the California Rifle Pistol Association and also what the California Rifle Pistol Association does for your local range, gun club, or a group of people that are trying to put on an event. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Could you tell us a little bit first, if you are a person or a club or a range or trying to put on an event, how you actually help those people promote that event?
7: Yeah, so we actually have our events calendar on our website at CRPA.org where we advertise a lot of different organizations' events. So we also, we we advertise their events um, on our website and then we also advertise our own obviously. The ones that say CRPA here, those are the events that we are actually physically at. But we have a lot of different events that we manage and organize, so we do a lot of different programs in the sense of youth shooting programs. Uh, We do pheasant hunts where the kids get to go out with dogs and shoot, and um, we also do women on target. Uh, we We sponsor shooting matches. Um, and we have a big event coming up actually uh, this month on March 18th on the USS Iowa.
2: That's the battleship so in Long Beach, correct?
7: Yes, that's the battleship in Long Beach. Uh, we have about 200 seats left, so our tickets are going really fast. They're going to fire off the big guns. Um, there's going to be rapples. wait, wait, wait,
2: wait. You said they're going to fire off a big gun. What are we talking? About? We're talking like a, <laughs> a 45, a 38, nine millimeter. What are we talking about?
7: Talking about the the big five inch guns. On the ship that they fire off.
2: Wait, they're going to let you fire a five inch gun in Long Beach Harbor as a gun rights group in the Absolutely. middle of LA County, the belly of the beast.
7: Yes, they are.
2: That's amazing.
7: <laughs> yeah, so we're really excited about that. It's on the USS Iowa in Los Angeles. There's going to be. Um, auction items. There's going to be raffles. There's going to be prizes. There'll be um, dinner and two speeches. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of people coming out. We're really excited about this event. It's going to be our biggest event of the year yet.
2: And how are the seats on that? I mean, is there are still like a lot of seats left or we have about s-
7: 200 seats left, just 200 because tickets are going fast.
2: Wow. And is there a limit of how many people will be allowed to be at this event?
7: There will only be allowed to be 600 people at this event.
2: Wow. So we're down to the last 200. Are there any surprise or special guests that may be coming to this event?
7: Yes. We have Antonio Zabato Jr. uh, coming out, so he's he's, um, a big deal. We're also trying to get Tom Selleck to come out. I know he serves on the NRA board, so I'm curious to see if he will attend, but that would be awesome if he did.
2: Okay. And I also understand that NRA, ILA, Chris Cox will be there through a special video that he's doing just for that event?
7: Yes, he will be. He will be shown on the video for this event only.
2: Very good. And I also understand there's other things. I mean, tell me about your Next Generation program where you're out there working with youth that it's, from my understanding, it's not just local, but it's statewide.
7: Yeah, so we do a lot of youth um, shooting programs. Um, we do shooting matches that we sponsor. Uh, we work with local Boy Scouts as well. Um, but our favorite event that we get to do are the camps, the youth hunt shooting camps, um, where, like I was saying before, the youth get to go out with dogs, and they also get to... Um, they, they, get, they get to shoot at checkers and they get to learn how to cook the meat as well afterwards. So we have a lot of fun with that. And that's just one of the many programs that we do with you.
2: And working in these partnerships that you've developed with like California Waterfowl when you were talking to me during the break and others, I understand you have over 70 of these events from one end of the board to the other end of the border in California?
7: Yes. From Southern California to all the way up North California, we do events statewide
2: And if I, as a parent, wanted to send my youth to one of these camps, where would I go to find that information, Sarah?
7: So you can find that information on our website at crpa.org. You're going to go to the master calendar, and that's where you'll find our events calendar. But while we're at it, I also want to mention our training calendar. We have a new training center here in Fullerton at CRPA, where we also utilize um, that center to offer training for just about anyone, whether it's youth, whether it's adults. We have uh, range safety officer courses. We have hunter's ed courses. We have basic pistol and rifle. The list goes on. We offer lots of variety of education and training to youth and adults as well.
2: So in women's programs, I know you mentioned the NRA's Women on Target. I also know during the break you talked about the Women in the Outdoors program, which is very similar, only it has an archery component. So say I'm with a group of women and we're somewhere in the high desert or other parts of the Inland Empire, and there's not a program like that readily available near us, and Steph have to drive 60, 100 miles to it. Is there anything the CRPA can do to help us at a local range or other shooting complex area have a program like that?
7: Yeah, so we work with lots of different ranges like Rahogies, um and a few others where we offer those programs for women on target. Uh, we also have a great base of volunteers that help out with those events, and it's a lot of fun. The women always end up coming out and <laughs> end up having more fun than they imagine, and they find out that they like shooting a gun, and it's a lot of fun for them. And as long as they have the education and training on that, that's where that's where we want to build that gap, and that's where they come in to women coming into the shooting sport.
2: So what I'm hearing from you, Sarah, is even with the draconian laws under Prop 63 and Gunmageddon that the CRPA has not let up, but is in fact adding more programs and more opportunities for people to get out there that you guys haven't turned tail and ran like many people in the movement, but you guys are actually being proactive and finding new ways to engage not just gun owners presently, but to get other people who have been sitting on the fence and know nothing of the, uh, the ownership of a gun and you're getting them involved and active.
7: Yes, that's correct.
2: And what are some of the ways that you're trying to get that message out to people?
7: Well, for one, um, it is through the local county uh, gun groups that we have started up this year. So that's one way. And like I was saying earlier, we also advertise it on our website, the different events that we have going on. Um, You can also email me um, and let me know if you have an event or an idea that you'd like to see um, happen. You can email me at contact at crpa.org. If you have an event that you would like to see um, uh, happen, we can put on different types of events and see if that's something that we'd be able to do.
2: And uh, Sarah, I want to congratulate you and the California Rifle Pistol Association because it's been made very clear by several uh, different organizations since As Chuck Michelle mentioned in our earlier segment, the Boy Scouts of America, as long with 4-H and Future Farmers of America and other youth organizations, came under direct attack as a result of the passage of Prop 63 and the Gunmageddon uh, laws that were passed this last year in July. And I just want to say thank you so much because I keep hearing from various scout organizations, like I said, and other youth activities of how the CRPA and the NRA Both stepped in very aggressively to help those organizations continue their shooting programs to continue the next generation of Second Amendment activists and gun owners here in the Golden State. And I just want to say thank you so much for everything you do there at the California Rifle and Pistol
4: Association. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. visit ccwsafe.com today
1: am 590 the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by prado olympic shooting park in chino and vortex optics vortex the
2: force of optics welcome back to the firing line radio show and this is rick travis your guest host today filling in for phil namen and with us in this final segment is Roy Griffith. He is the California Rifle Pistol Association lobbyist who fights for your rights alongside Dan Reed, the NRA lobbyist up there in Sacramento. And Roy, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Rick. And I have a quick question for you. I mean, you know, after July 2016, Gunmageddon, Kevin DeLeon, Governor Brown, and all their other cronies coming after us here in California, and then that wasn't enough. The lieutenant governor had to come out with Prop 63 just to make sure that once they kicked the dog that they you know put the final round in its head. And so now that that's all done, November's passed. We're here in beautiful March. Is there anything for us to be concerned? I mean, Sacramento's done with all of us gun owners and the Second Amendment, aren't they?
8: Yeah. Uh, I got a bridge and a house in Florida. I'll show you if you believe that, Rick. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry to say that's not the case. The, the knuckleheads in the big white building have a whole new list of things that we're going to be opposing and, and watching very closely. They're once again coming after our, our uh, CCW permits. And,
2: wait, 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 wait. They've they've tried to take our ammo away. They're trying to take away every other firearm. Now they're coming again after our concealed carry permits? Well,
8: yeah, there's a couple of bills we're watching on that front. There's one that concerns us. Greatly, at, at, from our standpoint, of you and I, we both live and breathe educating and educating our youth, and we've worked so hard to have stations classes, pop throughout the state in schools after, as an after-school activity that has been well-received by many communities throughout the state. And, and uh, we have a bill we're watching very closely. It's Assembly Bill 424, which is sponsored by Hill, um, no, that's not 424. I'm sorry. Sure that's uh, the uh, school zones. And where they're trying to take away what has always been a, a right of the school superintendent to decide who can or cannot bring firearms on school grounds. And uh, this would exempt and take away that right of the school superintendent to allow firearms on, on school grounds, which, so wait, so- which is going to greatly impact our, our after school programs.
2: So. Let me ask this question. It seems like after the Isla Vista shootings and any other tragedy that happens like that, what we hear from the Democrats is what we need to do is educate our kids to be more safe. And what you're telling me is the very programs of when to schools to help educate the kids and their parents how to be safe are now going to be banned Thanks if this, this new assembly bill gets passed.
8: Yeah, that's what Mr. McCarty thinks. Mr. McCarty out of Sacramento has done just nothing but try to take away our rights and greatly impact education. Not only our home education classes, but this will impact ROTC, Scholastic Student Clause programs, great programs that, that keep kids off the street and, and teach kids how to be, serve their country as, as
2: American heroes. So, Roy, what you what you just said was they're even going after the Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps here in California, which sets up our national defense, which President Trump is trying to rebuild. And yet the Democrats in California are introducing a bill that could basically eliminate that program and make it so California's youth would be ill-prepared to go serve as officers in any of the branches of the military? That's correct.
8: It's going to greatly impact that program by them not having the ability to meet and practice after school.
2: The absolute arrogance of Sacramento never ceases to amaze me. What can the local person do? Because there's a lot of frustration, as you know, Roy, out there on the streets. We're talking to the people here in the Inland Empire this morning. And what is it that they can do? You know, because I hear people talk about, well, do I do I phone call? Do I email? Do I letter write? And I know in a previous conversation we were talking about that there's something that they can do on the local level.
8: Absolutely. I mean, what they really need to do is to get involved. They need to contact their local center, their local assembly member, and let them know where they, how they feel, how passionate they are about their second amendment rights. They need to let them, let their member know that they expect them. To vote no on some of this nonsense and to support some of our positive stuff going through the, the building. They, they, they massive emailings to Sacramento do nothing. They go into the Ryan file. They might at best get mentioned if they send those letters to the governor. But they're walking in with their two feet and asking to see their members in their district offices, those are the things that get their attention and that's The members are usually in their home district office and available on Monday mornings and Fridays and and weekends is typically when they are in their own districts and available. And they just need to get there and demand meetings and be heard, have their voices heard. That's what's going to make a difference is grassroots local efforts right there in San Bernardino, Riverside County.
2: And if I'm uh, somebody here in Riverside or San Bernardino County and I have the courage and I have the, the moral strength to go up to these assemblymen and senators in my local area and make an appointment or to show up at an office, where would I get information from that would tell me what to say? So I, you know, because it's nerve wracking when you go to talk to people and you don't know what you should say. Where could they find some of that information, Roy?
8: Just visit our CLPA website, everything kept current listing of uh, I keep our site up to date with the current bills that we're up against and language on there read our alerts our alerts are always full of valuable information stay tuned to you know get the correct there's a lot of misinformation out there a lot of lot of hearsay and, and, and folklore and and stories out of and that's but uh, tune into our website and get the actual truth and get some good valuable verbiage that these
2: folks need to hear right you know you brought up the gunmageddon issue and it's really interesting because one of the the fables and stories i heard was that you know national rifle association california rifle pistol association other 2a gun groups hunting groups weren't on on point watching for that to come down yet in conversations you and i've had that wasn't the case and i think one of the misconceptions with a lot of the people um you know, at the ownership level of this movement is that they don't understand this whole idea that bills can be grossly changed lightning fast. And I remember back in July when Gun McGinnon went down, can you explain this whole process of how a bill that might be slated to fix a freeway or handle an earthquake issue ended up becoming this travesty of justice? Well,
8: absolutely. Bills that went through half their life, half of our opportunity as citizens to testify for or against them, as a as a new government bill, as a clean energy bill, as a greenhouse gas bill, and then only in its last couple weeks of life to be switched. That in the end is the process where they take out all the language of of greenhouse gases and put in. They also not possess ammunition and and. <laughs> and in a, in a perfect world, that bill was supposed to, because of all those substantive changes, started all the way back through the process. But guess who's the gatekeeper of that? Guess who the person is who decides if those those changes, which are supposed to be just minimal, dot lines, crossing trees, changing a dot that, the keeper of that gate is none other than Kevin De Leon, the, the very person who has made his agenda clear that he plans to take away our Second Amendment rights. Kevin DeLeon is the one to decide were those changes substantive. And their fancy word is germane or not germane. And he's the one that decided, no, no, those are just little minor tweaks. And we'll just let this bill to go right on through. And
2: that's so it's a here. minor tweak when you go from greenhouse gas to let's take away your Second Amendment rights. That's, that's
8: what <laughs> Mr. DeLeon decided. Yes, sir.
2: This so, is so, but, unbelievable. Uh, so the best way a person here in the limbar could fight back against Kevin DeLeon and his cronies up there in Sacramento's leadership would be, as you said earlier in this segment, for them to show up at their local assembly person's office or senator's office and say enough's enough.
8: That's correct. And let's make sure that we remember there are some good senators and assembly folks out there that we don't want to cause them grief by banging on their doors and making their lives miserable. We want to recognize good people. We want to recognize the the Senator Jim Nilsons of the world that fight tirelessly for our Second Amendment. The Jim Gallagher's, you know, the, the um, Jim Fraziers. There's a lot of good folks in that building. So um, be careful. Make sure that they do their research through our website and make sure they're not banging down the door of one of the good people.
2: And, and right I want to and, take and also go ahead.
8: Good folks, good folks like a pat on the back too. So there's nothing wrong with them reaching out to those good folks and thanking them for fighting for us and with us.
2: And that's an excellent point. We need to thank the people who are out there on the front lines every day fighting for us. I want to give a shout out to Dan Reed of the National Rifle Association, who is their lobbyist here in California that's always fighting for us. Uh, Mark Henley, who I know is with California Waterfowl, is always out there. Sam Paredes with Gun Owners of California. But of course, Roy, I want to thank you on everything you do on behalf of not just a membership of those organizations, but of all Californians, whether they realize it or not, you are out there every day in Sacramento fighting and working on the floor of the state capitol and regulatory agencies, doing your best as a lobbyist to make sure that none of this goes unchecked. And I just want to let you know. From the people here in the Empire Inland Empire, we thank you for everything you do on behalf of all of us as gun owners. Thank you, Rick. It's
8: my my honor to serve.
2: Thank you. And I want to thank all of you today for this opportunity I've had to fill in for Phil Naaman here at the Firing Line Radio Show. My name is Rick Travis. I am the Programs Director for the California Rifle Pistol Association, and you can reach me at any time by calling in our office, going to our website, crpa.org, or at contact at crpa.org. Thank you. And remember, be safe, shoot straight, and most importantly, fight back.
6: When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk.
1: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, and Financial Advisors, Cutting edge bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino by Evolution Sports in Redlands. And Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics.